Welcome to Quick Hits, the only podcast that gets you smartinized. Today's episode, Tribes. If you want to really understand an animal, you have to look at how that animal relates to other members of its own species. How does it travel? Does it travel in a herd or a colony or a hive or a flock or a pack or a school or a clan or a pride or solo? For instance, the only way to successfully train a dog is to realize that they are pack animals and you have to treat them as such and you have to make sure that you become the leader of the pack because if you don't, the dog is going to assume there is no leader of the pack and that will be their job. My dog is uh, 110 pounds of obnoxiousness and once in a while he'll decide that he just doesn't want to listen to my wife. She calls him and he just keeps wandering around like he doesn't even hear her, and I step out on the porch and I yell, Sammy, get over here. And he does, immediately, which really annoys the hell out of my wife, which in turn amuses me. But the reason for it is all pretty simple. Sammy sees me, in his world, as the leader of the pack, the top dog, and so he reacts appropriately. Now, what about human beings? Well, human beings are, and always have been, and probably always will be, tribal animals. We tend to forget this. We tend to ignore this. And sometimes that interferes with our understanding of why people do what they do. For instance, taken from a tribal perspective, racism is fairly easy to explain. Hey, there's somebody over there. They look different than me. They're obviously from a different tribe, and since my tribe is the best, everybody always thinks their tribe is the best, they must be inferior. I must be better than them. We succeeded, to a large extent, in making racism unacceptable, unfashionable, because it's stupid and it's counterproductive and it's a complete waste of resources. And while kids aren't necessarily born racists, human beings in general are very quick to pick up on that. And so if there's any trace of it around them, they're likely to glom onto it. That's a piece of tribalism that we need to get rid of. But we probably never will completely because of our tribal nature. I don't really have a, a tribe as far as a race is concerned. I'm an American mongrel little bit of this and a little bit of that, and so is my wife, and so are my kids now as a result. But I've observed people who come from a particularly strong ethnic background sometimes will immediately become friends with other people that they know nothing about because they recognize them as being from the same tribe. Italians are like, hey, Paisan, hey, you're my buddy, you're my friend. Well, they've never seen each other. They don't know each other but they recognize each other as being from the same tribe and immediately become friends. 
Now, I can only observe this because not having any kind of an ethnic tribe, I'm kind of an outsider when it comes to that. And it seems to be really common amongst Mediterranean folks, Italians, Greeks, and folks from that part of the world. So that's a good manifestation of tribal behavior. Now, one cool thing about tribes now is that you get to pick them. Not entirely, of course. If you're Italian or a Mohawk Indian or gay, those are tribes that you're born into. You don't get to choose those. But we get to pick all kinds of other tribes ourselves. And this is something that's always fascinated me. The huge number of subcultures that exist just in America. There's thousands of them, tens of thousands of them. Now, one of my favorite tribes to belong to is the cigar-smoking tribe. There is just something magical about cigars that kind of melt away aggression and lead to really good conversations. And if you want to be a member of the cigar-smoking tribe, there's no big initiation. All you have to do is go to a cigar shop and buy a cigar and sit down with the other people that are smoking cigars. And bingo, you're a member of the tribe. Many years ago, I was really involved with the folk singing tribe. And again, that's a whole nother subculture. You talk to somebody in that subculture, and you mention people like Rosalie Sorrells, or Utah Phillips, or Christine Lavin, or Stan Rogers, and they immediately know who you're talking about. Mention those names to anybody else, they don't know who you're talking about because they're not in that tribe. Podcasters, there's another fun tribe to belong to. Very friendly bunch of folks. We're all very technically oriented and geeky, and uh, I've enjoyed being part of the podcasting tribe. But there's a lot of tribes that I'm not part of. I, I can only look at it from the outside. I, I don't understand the rodeo tribe. I simply recognize them as a tribe that I don't belong to, and probably never will. Although, I'm sure that if I wanted to, if I wanted to learn a little bit about it and get involved with it, I'd probably be welcome there too. My wife is a member of the quilting tribe. She goes to quilting camps and gets together with people, and she loves it. But it's a tribe that I really know very little about, and don't really care to learn much about either. So when you're trying to understand individual's behavior, and it doesn't make sense, try looking at it in the context of a tribe. And maybe it'll make more sense that way. Maybe you'll be able to better understand fanatical devotion to a sports team, or nationalism, or religious fervor. Religious cults are especially tribal in that uh, they don't allow anyone to leave. If someone leaves, then that person is no longer a member of the tribe, and nobody who is a member of the tribe can ever speak to them again or have anything to do with them. And in the Islamic religious tribe, they will actually quite often hunt that person down and kill them. Very tribal. And if you're feeling bored or lonesome and you want to expand your boundaries a little bit, find a tribe, find a subculture. There's lots of them out there to pick from. And just remember, if something somebody's doing 
doesn't make sense, look at it from the standpoint of tribalism, and quite often it will. And that's it for this episode of the Quick Hits Podcast. If you've learned a little something, if you've changed your mind, or even if you just understand a different point of view without necessarily agreeing with it, congratulations! You've been smartenized! Hey, it's good to be back after a two-month hiatus, working on Blood Witness, a patio book. I was really hoping to get it entirely done before I started releasing episodes, and I wasn't able to. But I do have a good head start on it, because I really want, in this particular one, I know I've been a little spotty sometimes with quick hits, getting things out on time and missing episodes, And I don't want to do that with Blood Witness. I want to make sure that every Wednesday you get a fresh episode and it's ready to go. So I've got a good head start. I've got quite a few in the can. I've got quite a few more that have been recorded and edited, which is the hardest part, doing the voice part. And then the mix down is fairly easy after that. So if you haven't signed up or subscribed to it, please go right ahead and do that. It's a bloodwitness.com. And to make it even easier for you, I'm also putting the first episode of Blood Witness in this feed, so uh, you'll automatically get it as a little bit of a teaser. I appreciate all the encouraging email I've gotten from folks saying, oh, when is Quick Hits coming out next? Oh, I miss it. Please do some more. So here I am doing some more and hope to be uh, able to get back to and keep up with my grueling schedule of two shows a month. Longtime listener Lee asks if I'm doing anything to change the sound because he thought the last two episodes sounded different. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm always messing around with the sound, trying to get it to sound better. And in fact, in this episode, it's going to be even different from those other ones you were listening to because for Blood Witness, I did a lot of experimenting with post-processing and ways of doing noise reduction and compression and things like that to get the maximum quality sound. And if you listen to quick hits over time, you should see a progression of improvement in the sound. If you want to hear some really bad sound, go listen to the first podcast, Porky's. That was recorded on a microphone that I don't even know where it came from. I don't remember buying it. It was was in my office. It was uh, like an $8 one-piece microphone. It was, I still remembered it because it was pink with a very, very, very thin cord. And I did the recording on it and left it sitting there on a mic stand. Came into the room a day or two later, and Sammy, who you met earlier in this episode, was a puppy at the time, and he evidently wanted me to improve my sound. He made an editorial comment. He not only bit off the cord, but then proceeded to bite the cord into little two-inch pieces, so it was completely unrepairable, which forced me to go out and buy a decent microphone. But you'll find, especially in those first five or six episodes, it just doesn't sound good. In those cases, my biggest problem was trying to get the reverb right. And no matter how I recorded it or how I adjusted the reverb, when I mashed it down into an MP3, it always accentuated that reverb. And up until about episode six or seven, where I finally just said, screw it, and didn't put any more reverb on except what naturally occurs in the office that I record this in, it sounded like I was in a cave. 
So anyhow, that's why the sound has changed and will probably continue to change. I'll learn new tricks and get better at it. Audio processing is quite a bit of science, but also very much an art. And you just got to play around with it until you get it right. And then you keep playing around with it until you get it better. Now, it should be obvious by now that I love hearing from you folks. So hitman at davehit.com is the email address. And if you go to davehit.com, you'll find that all over the place. And of course, go and sign up for Blood Witness. Get on there and make sure you don't miss a single exciting episode. And as always, never forget that the Quick Hits Podcast is little more than a journal of one man's opinion, and therefore should not be taken too seriously.